0: This week on More Than Real Estate Podcast, we are joined with a special guest host, Our Past President and ARIA Director-at-Large, the wonderful Tanya Artanozzi. She chats with 2021 ARIA President, David Oyl. During this episode, we find out what inspires him, the ARIA Real Heart Campaign, his experiences in organized real estate, the new
1: LifeWorks program, and his love of dogs and tequila. Let's get into it.
0: I'm Tanya Artanozzi, your our past president and the current director at large with the Ontario Real Estate Association. And today is my great honor and excitement to interview our current 2021 URIA president, David Oiko. David is also a, real, a broker with Royal LePage Team Realty, and he was the past president for the Ottawa Real Estate Board. So welcome, David.
1: Hey, really great to see you. Good morning.
0: How's everything?
1: Everything is really great. Uh, busy, uh, our market's busy. I know your market's busy, but uh, the weather's getting a little warmer. So uh, I'm really, uh, I think everybody's getting uh, excited about the spring actually starting.
0: Right. We need, we need some good weather. Um, so, David, we're going to jump right into... Bunch of questions we have for you. Um, so the first one that we're going to start with, um, you know, because you're super, super young. So, you know, this is be like top of mind for you. In your early years, was real estate always the plan? And what led you to the industry?
1: It's a longer story, and I don't uh, want to bore everybody with it. I'm a chartered accountant. You know, I, be, I graduated from Carleton University. I uh, joined a CA firm. I was going to be an accountant, uh, CA, all my life, and uh, and I started that path uh, with, you know, uh, joined a, a high tech firm afterwards, and uh, was on a trajectory uh, with that in mind. And then 9/11 changed a lot of things. You know, nine, uh, you know, we were doing a lot of business in the states, traveling a lot, uh, and uh, all of a sudden, business got very difficult. Traveling got really uh, painful, if you remember uh, after 9/11, and getting, and getting searched and flight delays and all kinds of things. And so, um, you know, I decided that uh, I wanted to figure out a business. Uh, also, shareholders were uh, were a pain uh, when you're a public company. So I decided I would uh, find a job that I would, uh, a career where I would be self-employed and wake up in my own bed every uh, every day. And so it led me to real estate, not something that I had anticipated, um, but it really has proved to uh, be a wonderful uh, Uh, a wonderful career. And I, uh, in November, I will have been uh, a realtor for 18 years.
0: That's amazing. So yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's interesting, because I mean, look at all the travel restrictions that are going on now, it's kind of almost a little bit of mirroring the world of the past, uh, to the present with, you know, our current environment. Um, So that's really, really interesting. Um, I am a big uh, supporter of organized real estate like yourself, because we've volunteered for so long um you've been involved in board governance for a few years now and why is it important to you to be involved at the governance level you
1: know I really tripped into this uh this volunteering and board stuff uh you know I, I go back to you know you know it's more than 20 years ago that I went on my first board uh just sitting at my desk and uh and uh the partner on the audit engagement that I was at uh, said you know the uh I had two pictures of my yellow labs in the background and uh, they said, you know, the Canadian guide dogs for the blind need board members. You know, do you want to go see them? So I went and uh, I got put on the board. Uh, their process was a little less formal than the area process. They just kind of plunked me on the board, but it was an organization I cared about. I cared about uh, their mandate and uh, I got good at under identifying what is the right processes in order to, for them to be successful. And it was a small organization, but it was a good one to cut my teeth on. And then I cared about my curling club and I went to my curling club and then I cared about the Ottawa real estate board. And I think really that we can as a a few volunteers, uh, if we set up the right structures uh, for people to be successful, for boards to be successful, then uh, good things can happen. And so I think that, uh, you know, I cared about that very, very much. And if we put the right structures in place and then stay out of the way, I think that realtors will do great stuff. So, uh, you know, I was on the Ottawa board for eight years and uh, focused on governance. And, uh, you know, I know you have a passion for it. And uh, I'm really excited about our first uh, meeting uh, next week. I think next uh, next week uh, we have uh, our first meeting at the Area Governance Committee. And I'm super excited because... I think we do lots of great stuff and i think the the best part of that is creating an environment for people to be successful and governance is a big part of that
0: and and like so if we talk about governance i mean we're so passionate about governance because you know we've been involved in it because we're involved in organized real estate right so we see it from and i always say this to people we see it from the back end right our realtors are on the you know they're in the front front lines they're they're out there but we see it on the back end What kind of um, advice could we give our realtors when it comes to governance to kind of better understand um, why it's so important? Maybe like maybe a a few, you know. Well,
1: well, I I think that uh, I think that what we have is is that we you know we know you and I know that uh, at around the board table uh, there are thirteen people that are incredibly talented Mm -hmm. and incredibly uh, caring about making good decisions for eighty thousand realtors. So what we want is, uh, is a structure that allows for good decision making, for the, the right people, uh, you know, a good process for electing people on the board, uh, for making decisions, for the right distribution of responsibilities between the board, uh, the staff, and the, and the boards around the province. Because the boards around the province make a lot of decisions and, and vote on things that, uh, that the ARIA uh, board might put in front of them at the, uh, at the annual general meeting. So it's really a structure, uh, it's, it's really a process to make sure that we make good decisions and that everybody has confidence that we're making good decisions. So it's really uh, not just what we do, but the perception of how we do it. And I think ARIA has done a good job at that, but it's hard work and it's always a work in process because things change. But I think that that's the really critical thing so that when people say, well, if we got the right people around the table and the right people are making decisions, then uh, then people will have confidence in what we do. But it's, a, it's, a, it's an ongoing process, which is why we always have a governance committee because there's always something to do.
0: There's always something to do. Um, so since we're talking about ARIA and we're talking about all, of our, all the good things that they do, uh, can you give us some insight and maybe explain the ARIA Real Heart campaign and what inspired it?
1: It's a really great uh, important question because, you know, on the board a couple of years ago, uh, we had, um, you know, we uh, we had a discussion about all the great things that uh, realtors do around the province uh, in their volunteer uh, in their volunteer capacity, and yet most people do it because they care about the uh, the organization that they're volunteering with all around the province, not because they want fanfare. Um, so we really started it for a couple of different reasons. One is, is that some people may not know that some of their friends or colleagues are doing great things. And, and so we want to encourage more people to do good stuff because I think that uh, you know, telling stories might encourage other, other good things. Realtors, as you know, in your community are great at building communities and uh, we're community builders, not just because we're helping people buy and sell houses, but because of our volunteer effort at Hockey or at uh, or, you know uh, Girl guides or whatever it is. So uh, we really want to do tell, sto- tell stories to do a couple things. One is to you know let people know uh, how great realtors are because we know how great we are in our communities but maybe also to encourage other people to get involved and they might not know how to do it, but the stories encourage people because the it, they're humbling because people started small. And now they've, you know, five years later, it's a it's an incredible success. And, and these stories really encourage that. And what we've learned is, is that people who volunteer are happier because they volunteer. And so uh, it's just so many different positives as to why we uh, uh, started the, the Real Heart campaign. And I'm super, uh, super proud of it.
0: Yeah, it's it's actually it's so amazing. And I mean, I, when it first came out, I was thinking, my gosh, you know, so many realtors do so much and they don't know how to tell their story because their statement is, "I do it because I believe in it, not because I want recognition." Right. So, uh, so it's it's so it's so nice when you see these videos come out that you actually see the our realtor community and so many great things that they're doing and telling their story um, and really telling it from from the heart um, without the anticipation of any type of recognition, they're just happy to be able to give back in whichever form they know how to. So I was so proud of this and talked to so many people and they're like, I don't know how to tell my story. And then, you know, you just kind of walk them through um, what to do. And they're like, Oh, really? I just do that. Like that's this, always a statement. Realtors say, I just do that. I don't know. what, <laughs> You know, I don't know how to tell the story. I just right. do that. Um, so it's, it's uh, it's good that people, you know, are taking advantage of, uh, of this great opportunity that's given to them. For sure. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to talk, I'm going to ask you because, um, I guess around the board table, everybody knows how passionate I am about it, but let's talk a little bit about, cause this is going to reach a great realtor community. Let's talk a little bit about the LifeWorks program and, um, how amazing it is for our Ontario realtors. And, you know, uh, most I uh, haven't paid attention to it, but are starting to, and obviously in our current environment um, with COVID and lockdowns and adjusting kids being home from school and you know working from home and all these big life adjustments, whether they're um, a negative or a positive, because there are some positives and I try to always share that with people. But let's talk about um, because you and I have done a lot of presenting on it. Um Let's talk about LifeWorks and, and, and the benefit it is to our realtor community and the investment ARIA made into our realtor community uh, for them to help them and, and their families.
1: Well, it, it is uh, really something that I'm very, very proud of. And, and you know, you really remember, I mean, you joined the board a year ago and, and what a start, right? I mean, you joined the board and two weeks later, uh, the organization, you know, the province was a the the pandemic you know every, you know we all remember friday the 13th you know we all went home and didn't go back to the office yeah. so ARIA had some decisions to make on how we can help our members and you know we've always been good at standard forms and uh, government uh, advocacy and uh, leadership but really i was super proud about the discussion of which you were a very big part of about how do we help everybody mm-hmm. not just the realtors uh, but also our member boards and our communities and so you know, the we we when we started to do webinars, we, real, we realized that people were had questions, people were hurting, people had uh, had needs, as you said, and so it really f- uh, fostered the uh, the the thought that we should help people in a different way, not just bricks and mortar and forms, and then looking after them. So we started um, LifeWorks. Um, a couple of reasons why we didn't know how long the um, uh, the pandemic would continue. And also we wanted to know whether it would be successful and LifeWorks is, uh, is so powerful because it's, uh, you get to decide how you use it. You could log in to look at webinars. You could log in to do a self-assessment. Uh, the app is super user-friendly and I encourage people to do it, to to look at it. But then also there's resources that you can benefit from phone calls, emails, um, that you can, and it's not just mental health, it might be physical health or our financial planning or, or diet or all kinds of different things. And I think that uh, it really is something that when at the end of the year, we said, uh, well, it's six months, what do we do with this now? And we were so uh, encouraged by the, uh, by the, the use, uh, well, encouraged and uh, humbled by the fact that people had used it and needed it. Um, and so we thought that we should continue it and uh, and we've extended it as you know as you are a strong voice around the table for this for for three years um at no cost to the additional cost to the member and it's for the for the the realtors and their uh children living at home up to the age of 25 so because this has been hard on the whole family and i think that it's really a, a an incredible program and uh and I just, uh, for people listening, um, you've been a very strong voice on that. And I, and I thank you for that.
0: Yes. So everyone who's listening, go down. If you're an Ontario realtor, go to the app store and download the LifeWorks app. It's awesome. Um, and yeah, but what I, what I loved about it the most being a mom of three and a business owner is that if, if, when, it, if, and when I need it, um, it's there for my kids and my spouse. So it's, it's, um, it's a really great initiative, um, And really, I I feel like really holds true to ARIA really putting the members first and really taking care of who they are and what they want to be in any environment that they're in and that they need support and that ARIA recognizes that and and appreciates um, every realtor along their journey. So, so proud of that one, honestly. (laughs) Um, So. A little bit about you, between your involvement in board and association governance and your brokerage role, um, how do you manage it all? Love this question. How do you manage everything? And uh, from your business to your volunteerism to president of, um, you know, one of the biggest associations in Canada, um, you know, how do you manage all of that business stuff, (laughs) right? And, you know, what does life look like um, after organized real estate so two-part question how do you manage and what does life look like after organized real estate?
1: Well I think that uh, you know you are no different. you are have to be incredibly well organized and you have to prioritize and I think realtors are very very good at that. Um, you know I do consider that you know for uh, this year I have two jobs um, and, uh, and both of them are, uh, are important. Um, you know, and, and so the schedule uh, dominates, right? You uh, put stuff in your schedule and you protect it. And sometimes that is work stuff and follow up uh, with clients, but you also have to be uh, pretty ruthless about what you shouldn't be doing. Right. And so, you know, I mean, I think that realtors, uh, you know, I, I don't type offers any longer. I don't, uh, I don't enter listings any longer. I don't do any of that stuff because I have a virtual assistant that I, I send an email to say, hey, please do an offer for this. And, you know, and so it's really picking at what you're good at and, and what you have to do. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, but that's also 20 years of being on boards and being, uh, and so, you know, as you know, we have an incredible staff. We have an incredibly talented board of directors. And so I said it when I became president, I said, I really want to support, direct, encourage and stay out of the way. Um, because I think that everybody's really super talented. So um, I think that that's really the, uh, the important thing. And uh, you know, it is busy for sure. Um, and just, I I really try not to go to sleep without having responded to emails because right. there's a whole bunch more coming tomorrow. Right. So and text I, messages.
0: you're very good and, at that too. And text messages. And
1: text messages. <laughs> so I, I have to, you know, because you know, it's going to keep coming. Right. And so you really want to be responsive and, uh, you know, I think that uh, you know, the, it's uh, you know, uh, it's it's an interesting question about what's next. I mean, I think that you know, I've been uh, on boards for a long time, and by the end of the, uh, it'll be 14 years of the Ottawa board and uh, and ARIA by the time I'm uh, and through past president. I think that will be enough uh, of uh, of of you know organized real estate and probably organized real estate probably what might think that that's enough of david oikel anyway so um so i think that I, i've served uh you know i hope uh, hopefully people will uh will think that i've served them well but uh it's certainly a uh, it's certainly a privilege to uh to be able to to do what we do
0: and so so you know um so many people will always say you know what what's it like to be the president of veria why would anyone want to, want to do it it seems like it seems like so much so you know, I just, I just like to clear up all these, you know, ideas through examples. So, you know, we get more people volunteering. So what does it mean? What does it mean to you to be the area president? But how did you make the decision to say, you know what, in my journey, uh, I'm on the board, and I want to, I want to go to be, I want to go through the chair, and I want to be the area president. And what does it mean to you?
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's a, uh, again, back to the beginning. I mean, when I joined the uh, Canadian Guide Dogs for the Blind Board, I was going to be on the board and I was a finance guy on my little finance committee, a $1.5 million organization. And because uh, I love dogs, I love puppies and I care about it. And then a year later, I became chair and I was chair for five years of an organization that I cared very much about. Um, and so all of a sudden I thought I found out I was not bad at it. And then I became president of my curling club for two years. And then I joined the Ottawa board and then I became president of the and every uh, of, of the Ottawa board and every organization a little bit more, uh, bigger. I mean, I, you know, I, and then it's so counterintuitive to me. You know, I'm uh, people may you know think that I'm a really outgoing guy. I mean, but it's hard work sometimes to stand up in front of people and talk and and it might wear me out. I mean, I'm, I know I'm six foot four and a big guy, but I'm, I'm pretty shy and most of the time. But because I care about this stuff so much, I put myself in a role to, to do this stuff because the, the responsibilities are to talk, to communicate. Um, and uh, so I think that that's uh, really w- one of the things that, uh, you know, how I've gotten to this point. And so as I, you know, joined the, uh, the, uh, the ARIA board, I didn't anticipate that I would feel this way about the ARIA board, but it's just sort of an evolution of, of wanting to continue to contribute. Thought I was pretty good at it, um, and uh, and I and I was encouraged to do it by some of my fellow board members. So, um, and you have to do it for the right reason. You have to do it not because of, you know, um, you know, because of David wants to post stuff on social media or do anything like that. It's because you care about it. You think you can make a difference. You respect the organization that you're with. Uh, you feel like the mandate is the right thing to do. And uh, and I'm super proud of what Aria does and what it's continuing to do. So you have to do it for the right reasons because if you do it for the wrong reasons then you then you know maybe the execution won't be what you want it to be.
0: Right. That's 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 great. That's good. <laughs> that's inspiring actually. <laughs> so Talking about ARIA, talking about volunteerism, if you had any advice, because, you know, we're all about uh, sharing and speaking to future leaders, um, future people who are interested in real estate, but don't uh, don't understand timing and everything else. If you had advice for anyone, what would it be about considering getting into volunteerism at at a local level, at a provincial level, maybe even at, you know, our our federal level? What kind of advice would you give them?
1: Well, I think that you have to start somewhere with everything. Right. I mean, you know, if you think about it, uh, you know, I, my first uh, it's 23 years since I w- went on my first board. It was 1998 that I went on the Canadian guide dogs for the blind board. And so this stuff doesn't happen overnight. You worked very hard in your board. And uh, and, you know, uh, you know, you look around our board table and you say, look at all those people. I mean, we have, uh, you know, Brian and Sandra and Paul. And, and, and Stacy, uh, all past presidents of their board and Dwight. I mean, people have paid their dues in, in, uh, in their organizations and worked very hard at committees. So start somewhere, start in, in you know, you wanna be interested in something and, and add a committee around, uh, around your, uh, your table, but start uh, because that's how you get involved. That's how you understand the process, making decisions, collaboration, you know, being on committees is, uh, is, is about the collective. It's not about your opinion. I mean, you want to express it, but at the end of the day, uh, it's a it's a process to learn how we do things properly. But start uh, start somewhere and uh, and build because uh, this is uh, is it's incredibly rewarding, but it uh, but it, it it's uh, it's a process to build for sure. And uh, and I think that you will be thankful. Uh, if you stick with it because i uh, you know i mean think about how much fun, like it is hard work you know we know you and i both know it's hard work but right. it is incredibly rewarding
0: yeah so many great things come out of it that i think you know not a lot of, not a lot of people understand and i i mean i've enjoyed it and i was i was fortunate enough that um you know i had a very district association of realtors to encourage me um, and support me. And, you know, often when I was going for my directors uh, at ARIA, they, they talked me off the edge a lot uh- you know, to, to help me get through because yeah, that's like you said, it's hard to get up and speak in front of the entire province um, about why you and why you're passionate because we just do right. We just do. And we are passionate about, about it, but I'm so thankful um, that I had a lot of support as well. And I think, you know, if you reach out to anybody um, to ask the questions and, you know, start on a committee anywhere, um, then you're well on your way in your journey. Absolutely. Right. So, We are going to, you know, I follow you on social media. um, And so, you know, you post stuff of of music and, you know, young pictures of just years ago of yourself. Right. (laughs) Um, So, you know, what's inspiring? to you like when you when you're looking for inspiration personal and and professional um what inspires you to just keep going every day you wake up and you're, you're doing this great stuff and you know what inspires you to do all that stuff
1: Wow, I really don't know. I mean, I think it's become part of your DNA, right? I mean for a while, I mean it's you know it's what you you do. I mean, I think that you know our, our schedules get so full and so you you know at night you say, "Well what do I got going on tomorrow and, and, and you get ready for it. You know I you know it could get a little sappy for a moment. you have a 94 year old mother. I see her three or four times a week uh, where I'm sitting right now, her building's about 200 yards from me, so I can walk over and see her. Um, and, uh, and, and so she wants to know what I'm doing. She asked, what am I doing? I don't want to go without a good story. I don't want I, I want to be able to tell my mom a good story about what's going on, what property I sold. She'll remember she goes, what happened about what what are about those buyers that looked at that cottage, like, you know, from two weeks ago, I'm like, what? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so I think my, you know, my mom is, uh, is certainly an inspiration for me. But uh, but also, you know, uh, you and I know we've got 80,000 realtors that rely on us to, to make good decisions. And you know how much hard work goes on in the background yeah. for uh, for us to be able to do what we do every day. And, and it's a privilege to do it. And so um, it comes from a bunch of different angles, I suppose.
0: So if you had one person, you know, let's say um, a, a, a coach or someone you follow um Who would that be? Like, I know for me, I follow a lot of Mel Robbins. She's very black and white, kind of, kind of, you know, straightforward. Doesn't
1: doesn't
0: sit in the gray. Yes. You know, (laughs) do you have someone like that? Someone that, uh, you know, you pull from or coaching or anything like that?
1: I mean, not anyone in particular. I mean, I, 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 uh, I remember um, in Boston, uh, John Odie and I went and he said, well, what are we going to do? He goes, well, there's this thing, this Mel Robbins, this five second rule thing. So why don't we go sit in that? And John and I have ADD at the best of time. And so we went in and we didn't move for an hour. Um, And so that was really a remarkable uh, and and really uh, it changed me. I I know. Uh, I mean, so. So I think that uh, you know I've, I've looked at her uh, every once in a while. I don't have a specific coach, but it's always good to see you know when um, you know Brian Buffini videos come across because Royal Page Team Realty uh, spends time uh, with that, and we get some of those. And so uh, you just pick and choose from from a variety of different things, and uh, but it's good to get motivated for sure. And then you know different things on on social media, but um, but yeah, I, I did I did very much appreciate that seeing Mel Robbins, and I I can hear her in you from, or you in her, I'm not sure which.
0: (laughs) Well, I saw, I saw her at realtor quest with, uh, with Trev and I was, I I was hooked after that. I I went out, I bought everything. I follow everything. I I do it all. I think she's awesome. Um, so we're going to get into some, so we're going to get into some rapid fire stuff towards the end of our, getting to the end of our interview. Um, so rapid fire, what made you smile this week?
1: Wow. You know, I showed a cottage, um, I showed a cottage south of uh, Smith Falls uh, the, last week. And, uh, you know, I'm born and raised in Ottawa. You know, my dad was born in Perth, so we used to drive up and down these roads a lot as a kid. But I remember uh, I, I, Smith Falls always has a funny uh, part in our family lore because in, in 1967, in, uh, we all went as a family and, you know, four kids and mom and dad to Niagara Falls. And as a five year old, I was just hooked by, uh, by the falls. It was just a fantastic thing. And then when we were driving home, I was sitting in the front seat in between mom and dad back when you could do that on the yeah. bench seat. And I always wanted to know what our next city was and Smith falls was uh, all of a sudden we're getting close to home was Smith falls was the next city. And then um, I said, well, where are the falls? And he goes, oh, well, we just went through Smith Falls. And I, I cried all the way home because I figured Smith Falls must be my, like Niagara Falls. Right. So, every, so my, my siblings always bug me about the fact that I cried all the way home from Smith Falls. So every time I go through Smith Falls, I think of, of that yeah. little story. So it's just silly things like that that, awesome. that, make you, that make you smile. So uh, Smith Falls is not the same as, yeah. uh, as, as Niagara Falls. I can tell anybody about that.
0: So first place you're going to travel once it's safe to do so.
1: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> Name a few. <laughs> you
1: know what? Um, you know, you, you just any, anywhere would be great. I mean, uh, some of my favorite places in the world, and, and it truly isn't because, you know, I, I'm talking with you. Uh, even if I was going to pick, a, like, I uh, love traveling to Europe. Mm-hmm. The, the country, other than the U.S., I've been to the most is Italy. I've probably been to Italy about uh, about fifteen times because I actually worked for an Italian company uh, back a bunch of years ago that was based in Milan. Right. Um. So uh. Um. So I uh. I, uh you know, wherever, uh, but really anywhere. Doesn't anywhere sound great right now? I know when I went up for the. Uh, I stayed in a, I stayed in a hotel when I went up for the AGM because we had Sean and I had to do it in a studio, and I was right. staying at the at the at the, uh, the Hilton downtown. I, it could have been anywhere. I was in a hotel and I was out of town. It felt, right. so, it felt so special, but, little. uh, but you know, um, probably it probably will be closer to home, but, uh, yeah, but I'm not really sure, but, uh, I could go anywhere. anywhere. Uh, my, my, a buddy of mine just bought a cottage in Nova Scotia. So maybe I'll go for a drive down to see him in, uh, uh near, near, uh, near Lunenburg.
0: Nice. Um, so are you a sports fan? Which team and why? Well, you
1: know, there's, um, I, I'll get I'll get uh, I'll get ripped for this Miami, Dol- Miami Dolphins. Yeah. When I was 10 years old, so 1972. So everybody knows how old I am. I'm 59 <laughs> years old. So in 1972, I was not really watching a lot of football. Playing ball hockey outside yeah. uh, and come came inside. My parents were watching the Super Bowl and they asked me. And I said, "Who's playing?" And it was the Washington Redskins against the the uh, Miami Dolphins. Dolphins Dolphins sounded cool. Uh, yeah. Dolphins were good. And the running back was Larry Zonka. So Zonka sounds pretty good for uh, for a for a 10-year-old Zonka and Tonka and Dolphins. Yeah. So I became a Dolphins fan and they won two years in a row. And have I've been suffering for <laughs> I've been suffering for for 50 years since then. So um, yeah, Miami Dolphins is my team, and I always have a, 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 I have a bet every year who's gonna win more games. I have a bet with John D who's gonna right. win more games. So, <laughs> so he won two years and I won last year. So at the moment, um, I owe him two beers and he owes me one beer.
0: There you go. <laughs> That's good stuff. Um, music. Favorite music.
1: Well, again, child of the 70s. Um, and so, you know, I had older siblings and so I, I always listened to their music. And, uh, you know, so. Um, you know James Taylor and uh and uh that was always really great uh you know the first album i ever bought was the original cars album at the okay. end of uh you know the, the original cars and yeah. um so you know Steve Miller uh you know that kind of stuff around the late 70s and early 80s yeah. um you know i you know Madonna was always something that was always pounding when uh when oh, yes. uh, you know, when when you went to uh when you went to the clubs uh, in, in the early course. '80s, so I still, uh, I still appreciate uh, you know that uh, that music. So, a '70s, I'm, '70s and '80s for sure.
0: I'm a huge Rod Stewart fan, so yes, I love yeah Absolutely. So, other than beer, do you have a favorite drink? Because you did mention beer. So, do you have an other than beer? Do you have a favorite drink?
1: It has to be gin and tonic. Nice. Um, and so, um, Hendrix, Hendrix, gin and tonic. Uh with some with some cucumber uh would uh would be my uh would be my uh my drink. But uh you know uh that would probably be uh the 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 one I my go to. But uh I won't uh, I probably wouldn't turn anything down. I like tequila. I like tequila. I, I'm uh I've actually been uh drinking uh you know, sipping tequila the last little while. So uh is good too.
0: Casa Domingo's the good tequila. Is I that had, right? Yeah, it's really, really good. <laughs>
1: I've got. Let and me see.
0: And it's five o'clock somewhere. It's, it's five yeah, I've o'clock. got,
1: yeah, hornitos. I got right. hornitos over over here. So um, yeah, it's right. good.
0: So for our last question, before we while well, we close this off, um, what does being more than a realtor mean to you? Wow, that's a big one. You
1: know, um, uh, we we teach uh, we um give confidence to we um you know we uh solve problems you know we're in people's lives for real estate you know they want uh answer your questions um so it's really an education being a friend um you know being supportive of uh, of what they're wanting to accomplish being in being a very very good listener you know i have a i have a very good memory of of you know um what people have told me when they started and because sometimes that it evolves but uh but i think a good listener and an educator is really what we do and so then when they do decide that they're going to put an offer in that we've given them confidence that they're making uh, an informed and good decision so uh and that process can take time and as you know in this market there's a lot of education that's required and i tell people when i talk, start with them i said there is zero substitute for going and looking at properties yeah. i said so um so we need to go see what uh, see what that looks like but um yeah, I think that uh, you know we play uh, you know we're uh, important uh, important role in people's lives, and I'm really proud to do it on either side of the transaction listing or or helping people buy. But education is probably the biggest part of that, uh, and then at the end, um, you know people can make uh, good decisions on both sides.
0: Awesome. Well, David Oiko, president of the Ontario Real Estate Association, my friend. Uh, Thank you so much for taking the time to uh, talk to us. Um, Bedar appreciates it and our podcast uh, listeners appreciate it. And we wish you all the best for 2021. Thank
1: you very much. It's my privilege to be here. Have a super day. Thank you too.